Welcome to my Higa podcast, Experience Togetherness, an exclusive podcast in geriatric medicine, geriatric care, geriatric health, healthy aging, and life's simple pleasures. Dear inspirers, dreamers, listeners, carers, discover senior living and celebrate aging with my Higa. We celebrate our elderly and the people behind their smiles. We have entered the year 2022 and we are delighted to be back here with all of you. Sharing knowledge and experiences for geriatric medicine, geriatric care, geriatric health, healthy aging and life's simple pleasures. Let's welcome my dear co-host Dr. Purnima Srinivasan. A very, very happy new year to you. How have you been? Hey Shruti, doing well. A pleasure to be back to podcasting. A very happy new year to you and everyone around the world. Feeling grateful and thankful for 2021 and can't wait to get going. Welcome 2022. This month, we will be addressing some health concerns and some serious topics. Starting today's episode with a discussion on aging with HIV. Dr. Purnima, why do you think this is a topic of much importance, but also the one which is not talked about much? Why is it so? Yeah, Shruti, taboo is a word uh, that is not just for the dictionary, you know, but also in the vocabulary of our own mindsets. No matter how much advances have been made in the world of virology, immunology, or as I call HIVology or AIDSology, there seems to be this disconcerting feeling. Though, Whenever we come across HIV or AIDS, and even among seasoned, educated professionals, why is that so? What are the inhibiting factors? What roles do we each play in this? Where have we gone wrong or right? And so much more is yet to be explored. Despite the trends in behavior research, prevention or management modalities. Why this is salient is that aging with HIV is not even in the foresight of many with or without HIV. As the world's population grows to 3.1 billion over the age of 65 in the coming decades, a percent of whom will be aging with HIV. Why? Because the lifespan or longevity amongst HIV has increased tremendously. Gone are the days of the 80s or even the 90s. Today, an HIV-infected mother or child can look towards a decent lifespan. Aging comes with many variations, and aging with HIV is not a surprise at all. Yet, a vast majority of our mindsets, you know, are lagging behind when it comes to someone with HIV and aging. Some of the things to consider are housing for seniors with HIV, Retirement for elderly with HIV, cozy living and life simple pleasures for the aged with HIV, an open embracing society for our aging population with HIV, and so on. Other challenges include nutritional needs, mental, psychosocial needs, biological needs, financial, and even emotional needs. Let's not forget is there any difference between aging and aging with HIV? How much stigma plays a role and where we are headed to this decade and more in the quest for equality and equity for all of our 
older adults. Why it's not talked about is because it's still shrouded in mystery. If we look down at town by town, city by city, and so on, the mystery is ripe for a solution, shall we say, by challenging the status quo. Let's rewind a little and start with the basics. What is HIV? What is AIDS? Great question, Shruti. In simple terms, HIV is human immunodeficiency virus. So an HIV infection means one has been infected with the virus. Now there may be other viruses out there that may infect certain species of primates per se. There are two kinds of HIV that infect humans since they were first discovered in the 80s. HIV-1 and HIV-2. Now there are differences between the two since HIV-1 is the most common infection in the world or affects as many people. Whereas HIV-2 is mostly seen in sub-Saharan Africa or Western Africa. However, both do lead to AIDS. There are no HIV vaccines available currently and the treatments are mostly medical. HIV infections are transmitted through blood, any bodily fluids, including sexual contact with an infected person. However, there's a window period. And during my past career, the earlier someone came to get diagnosed with or treated, the better the outcome for that human being. HIV infections sometimes can also be transmitted with other sexually transmitted diseases or STDs, since both have a common agent, which is the bodily fluids. Yes, there are elderly who have HIV and also suffer from or did suffer from in the past with STDs. The symptoms of HIV commonly can range from a flu-like illness with fever, sore throat, fatigue, which resolves soon, then a window period, which may be months, in some cases to full-blown AIDS. AIDS, on the other hand, is acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, where now the virus has gotten a foothold on the immune system of the human body and starts with the person losing weight, having fevers, night sweats, weakness, recurrent superimposed in infections. Some are opportunistic because the immunity is going down since the ability to combat infections is declining with waning immunity and immunological defense mechanisms. Simply put, the infection is now a disease and not a condition anymore. AIDS at this point is or is not curable depending on the target organ damage. AIDS-related dementia is not uncommon at all and sometimes confused with other dementias as we are talking about elderly or aging with HIV. We must understand the concept of aging with AIDS as well, since it is fatal. There is much to talk about. Please read our upcoming blogs to understand more on this unfortunate issue. Dr. Purnima, how is HIV transmitted? HIV is transmitted in many ways, Shruti. Here I'll go in depth, sexual and non-sexual ways. Examples are by blood, through
to needle sharing, infected needles, reuse of needles, repurposing of needles, unsterilized needles, unscreened blood and blood products, including plasma, sexual engagement uh, with an infected person, vaginal or anal or oral, through bodily fluids from a pregnant mother to her unborn fetus or baby, during labor and delivery, or while even nursing a baby. Uh, here's some myths. HIV is transmitted by utensils. Really not. Bath showers, no. Or sitting on toilets or commodes, no. Toothbrushes, unless there is blood on it. Spoons, sharing of food, sharing of a home, at workplace, at areas of sports and recreation, by sweat, cooking together, having a conversation together, cuddling, sleeping together with no sexual contact, or visiting a family or friend or through handshake, laughing, sneezing, coughing, using the restroom or toilet for urination or defecation purposes, cigarette smoking, hookah smoking, which we can talk about in our future episodes. HIV is also not transmitted by administering medications, nursing a sick patient, unless someone comes in contact with bodily fluids or blood, as I have previously mentioned just now. Examination of a patient by a healthcare professional during annual exams or regular visits, like physician or nurse visits, surgery or surgical procedures, renting a home, a hotel room, booking an apartment, travel, shopping, visiting places, keeping pets and animals, farming, any work or profession, unless and until, as I mentioned previously. Hope this demystifies the myths. Happy to approach this topic again in our Learn, Share, Grow series. Um, what are the symptoms of HIV? The symptoms and signs of HIV, Shruti, are myriad and very, very confusing since they can mimic almost anything, any other disease, any other infection. Saying since I've encountered such in my career as a physician and as a geriatric specialist. However, they can also be because of age, cultural, genetic, and other patterns, beliefs, and circumstances, or makeup, as we call. Some of the symptoms that are confusing are flu-like symptoms, like chills, fever, mild or high-grade fevers, weakness, fatigue, profound malaise, body aches, pains, lack of appetite, you know, sore throat, dry lingering cough, sporadic cough, nausea, vomiting, stomach upset, diarrhea, loose watery stools, um, stomach aches, vague abdominal pains, groin pains, soreness, discharges, foul odor, as many times there are concomitant STDs or sexually transmitted diseases as well. Swelling in the uh, groin or the genitals, oral ulcers, painful coated tongue or white tongue as we call it due to fungal infections like candida um, because these are all opportunistic infections. And not to mistake the leukoplakia or the precursor to oral cancer, which can also be white patches in the mouth. Many HIV symptoms can be subtle, minimum, minimal, or last just a few days. All this depending on the individual person. 
No two persons or people are alike in any way, and hence medical sciences should never be taken for granted. An example that reminds me of one of my former patients who came to me for testing months after he had an encounter with someone, thought he would better get tested. When I was taking the history, he obliged. He had some here and there and then illness, uh, but nothing specific like a flu-like symptom. He never fell sick. The critical point here is flu word because the word flu means different to different people. Flu is not a cold. It's caused by an influenza A or B virus and symptoms can be much more than a cold with high fevers, night sweats, sometimes even leading to pneumonia. Hence in this gentleman, he meant by this word that he had some vague symptoms, but nothing serious like the real flu. So HIV, HIV infection goes through stages in a human body and our defense mechanisms decide where the infection is actually headed to. So in elderly folks who already have HIV, it is critical to give them the support or help as they go through these stages. If, however, they get infected in any of the ways I mentioned previously, when they are older, due to poor immunity sometimes, the stages can transform rapidly. So, hence an elderly with new onset HIV needs the right care at the right time, all the time and instantly. Elderly with HIV and AIDS should also be checked for sexually transmitted diseases regularly. Is it relevant to mention here? Uh, to be on the lookout for how they got it in the first place, out of their own behaviors, coerced behaviors, knowingly or unknowingly. Is this a case of sexual abuse, rape, incest, drug abuse, underlying addictions, or perhaps even underlying emotional, financial, mental abuse? That is like opening a Pandora's box when we have an elderly with HIV or AIDS. No matter where they live on our planet, hence symptoms and testing, Diagnosis and treatment are of utmost relevance here. Um, Dr. Purnima, is HIV AIDS different in older adults? Yes, Shruti, absolutely. Great question here. HIV and AIDS are different in older adults. Since aging, immunity, underlying comorbid risk factors like diabetes, COPD, or chronic obstructive pulmonary diseases like asthma, bronchiectasis, chronic bronchitis, Congestive heart failure could be any kind of heart failure. Strokes, dementia of any kind, other conditions, etc., including renal diseases and being on dialysis. The mere fact that anyone can get HIV and AIDS is something we must empower and educate everyone. So elderly are humans too. And here are some of the differences I would love to mention uh, today and um, speak about it. So AIDS-related dementia superimposed or by itself can affect the elderly in many ways. There is increased risk of underlying new comorbid risk factors like diabetes, COPD, dementia from comorbidities or even from stroke, osteoporosis, asthenia or muscle weakness, low body mass index, or we call it as cachexia or cachexia. Poor nutrition, protein calorie mal malnutrition, protein energy malnutrition, 
nutritional deficiencies like vitamin deficiencies, mineral deficiencies, and other related disorders. Frailty, failure to thrive, which is completely different and preventable from frailty. Fractures secondary to bone loss from osteoporosis or even from nutritional problems or even diabetes or other conditions. Physical in, uh, inability or disability. Renal failure leading to dialysis and so on. Mental illness from lack of support like isolation, solitude, completely different from each other. Depression, anxiety, psychiatric disorders, addictions, tobacco, abuse, abuse like drug abuse, alcohol abuse, sex abuse, or sexual abuse, I may say, gambling, they all come under the spectrum. And poverty, <clears throat> financial, mental, physical, and psych, loss of job opportunities in the elderly from physical impairment or other impairments, etc. Decline due to mismanagement of medications or inability to afford health insurance or medications, financial and family constraints, including beliefs, cultures, norms, attitudes, behaviors, and social ineptitude. Wrongful management or treatment or diagnosis due to beliefs of healthcare professionals. Ignorance is not a bliss, as we say in any circumstance. Inability, no, no. Unavailability of resources to diagnose elderly with HIV or AIDS, lack of skills, lack of training in healthcare professionals, etc. Death and dying in aged with HIV or AIDS is another very important issue that must be addressed since healthy aging is also healthy dying or dignified dying. End of life care with compassion, pain management, symptom management, and social engagement are important hallmarks of hospice care in elderly with HIV and AIDS who are at the last six months of their lifespan, unfortunately. Palliative care for elderly with symptoms with repeated infections like pneumocystis carinae, still predominant in many parts of the world, fungal infections like oral thrush from candida, preventing people from swallowing, hence leading to cachexia, which ultimately is fatal. Uh, secondary effects of infections, superimposed infections, skin infections from staphylococcus, streptococcus, cancers arising due to AIDS like Kaposi sarcoma, uh, Burkitt's lymphoma, or even others like cervical cancers um, or disseminated cervical cancer from HPV exposure or infection, which can sometimes happen along with HIV from sexual contacts, liver or hepatic cancers due to alcoholism, um, and so much more. Spiritual symptoms, whether good or bad, losing hope, despair, suicide rates are extremely high in HIV patients and AIDS patients, unfortunately, at all ages. Homicides, trauma from falling down, uh, accidents due to addictions, drunk drivers, um, poor vision or hearing, poor balance um, from, you know, from bone loss, from muscle loss, from nutritional deficiencies, from dementia, poor coping abilities because of poor resources and no support systems, loss of friendships, families, partners, being bed bound, inability to 
get up and go and do things on feeding tube for nutrition, on trach for breathing and so on. Um, what is the life expectancy of AIDS patients? You know, Shruti, the life expectancy of AIDS patients is very variable. Wherever there's a way to get diagnosed early, be treated, have support, ongoing, forever. The lifespan is tremendously increased and almost normal, but any imbalance in this range can simultaneously affect longevity. The oldest person to have died peacefully with AIDS that has been recorded ever in the history of AIDS in the world was 100 years old. That's remarkable. Life expectancy also declines even if excellent care is provided. If the elderly has comorbid risk factors or comorbidities or any of the above that I previously mentioned. Saying so, the average lifespan for someone with HIV is just 56 years. Very unfortunate. People over age 50 with HIV make up 46.8% of the over half a million clients served by the Ryan White HIV AIDS program, according to the HIV.gov website. And we must remember that not all people are seeking care for HIV or AIDS at any single time in history. Many do not have the means to be even tested or die without support and even not knowing they had it in all corners of the world, developed or developing countries, does not matter, even as of 2022. Yes, this is extremely heartbreaking, but many will never know the joys of aging, unfortunately, celebrating milestones with their families with this dreaded disease. They will leave behind, you know, orphans, as we see in many countries, especially in sub-Saharan Africa, and um, who now have to grow up knowing the unknown, fearing the unknown, or brave the unknown. Yeah, and it's a vicious cycle, unfortunately. And What are the symptoms of the final stages of AIDS? Great question. Um, because the final symptoms of, um, or the final stages of AIDS can sometimes mimic, you know, other diseases like end-stage cancer, end-stage dementia, and so on. But there are subtle and really important differences here. The cachexia or malnutrition, asthenia, spontaneous fractures due to severe osteoporosis are profound. Recurring fevers, very high fevers of like 104, 105. Severe malaise, fatigue, sweating profusely, uh, completely at distress, uh, pain, swollen glands, lymph nodes, um, cancers of the skin or cervical cancers or other cancers, malnourishment, protein calorie malnourishment, uh, basically like becoming like a skeleton, ulcers, sores in the mouth, skin wounds that are not healing at all despite any treatment, severe gastrointestinal upsets or stomach upsets, not able to hold the food down, constantly vomiting, the diarrhea lasting more than a week sometimes, and really watery diarrhea. AIDS-related dementia, with the person having no cognition of what's going on, um, severe depression, melancholy, grief, um, 
uh, being bed bound is so frustrating for many. Uh, complete uh, lack of freedom, severe pain from the disease, primarily or secondarily, coma, and last but not the least, death. It's real heavy stuff. And I know my audience will need a break now. Let's take a moment to remember all those who have passed away until now and to realize there is hope if we take the right steps in our communities, amongst us, worldwide. I hope that um, the moment that we just took to remember all those who have passed away until now. Um, and as you just said, that there is hope if we take the right steps. So moving ahead with our next question. What is the most common cause of death in AIDS patients? Yeah, the most uh, common cause of death in AIDS patients is AIDS-defining disease. That means um, diseases or infections that were triggered um, or became, um, you know, uh, virulent in a host because of their um, poor immunity. Almost 76.4%, uh, whereas for HIV, was accidental and suicide like 21.5%. And that is really a very high number as well. So mental health is really at the center of HIV and AIDS, and especially with aging and HIV and AIDS. The AIDS-defining disease are mostly opportunistic infections and cancers springing up due to the viral infection in the body. They include um, really, really interesting, intriguing, and very virulent conditions. Cytomegalovirus retinitis is an opportunistic infection leading to blindness, coexistent with others like macular degeneration in the elderly, both wet kind or the dry kind, diabetes uh, related or hypertensive retinopathy and others. Pneumocystis pneumoniae, uh, an opportunistic infection, again, leading to scarring, secondary chronic lung diseases, uh, shortness of breath, chronic cough, uh, just disability, wasting of body, etc. Chronic intestinal cryptosporidiosis leading to week-long diarrheas, intestinal upset uh, leading to malnutrition, secondary effects leading to cachexia, asthenia, profound wasting, failure to thrive, um, uh, um, you know, being severely underweight um, and thus leading to end-of-life uh, pretty much like anorexia nervosa does um, due to changes in, you know, chemical composition, electrolyte compositions in the blood, etc. Tuberculosis, an opportunistic infection, uh, wreaks havoc, unfortunately, in uh, HIV patients, leading to pulmonary or extrapulmonary, like miliary TB or even multi-drug resistant TB, 
where no treatment works for TB as well. Uh, toxoplasma encephalitis, uh, including AIDS-related dementia, mental health issues, HIV-related encephalopathy. Cryptococcal meningitis is one of the other types of meningitis can also lead to um, a lot of brain damage. Uh, salmonella bacteremia, uh, again, salmonella can also trigger uh, loose stools, diarrhea, etc. Cancers like Kaposi sarcoma, invasive cervical cancer from HPV, Buckett's lymphoma from the herpes simplex virus, or superimposed herpes infections, or primary lymphomas of the brain, um, skin or dermatological conditions, swelling, redness, um, wounds that are not healing, herpes simplex infections of the skin, um, uh, histoplasmosis, uh, pulmonary sarcoidosis leading to shortness of breath, uh, low oxygen levels, um, complete distress, pain, suffering, and death. And sometimes, you know, treating the patient with um, sarcoidosis with prednisone or steroids leading to further immunity decline due to steroids. Uh, so it's like a vicious cycle here. Penicilliosis is one of the other uh, fungal infections. HIV wasting syndrome is another complete different category. Candidiasis or fungal infections uh, from mouth, where it's called thrush, all the way to the respiratory tract, bronchi, trachea, digestive tract, means stomach everywhere, um, coccidiosis, um, sorry, coccidiomycosis, either disseminated like miliary TB or extrapulmonary or even uh, causing similar symptoms uh, in stomach, uh, like stomach upsets and um, lung, uh, lung issues uh, and so on. So lots of them. We know having AIDS is not a rosy road. But what are the ways that the elderly don't lose hope and keep living a beautiful life? Great question, Shruti. We get lost thinking about the pessimisms, you know, associated with AIDS. But as we know, aging is also about quality and not quantity. Since age has no defining moments or barriers, or, you know, age is just a number. So there are different ways for elderly living with or newly diagnosis or diagnosed with HIV. So here are some salient uh, points that I would like to share during this podcast. Seek professional medical help regularly. Uh, don't wait um, weeks, months, or even years. Seek often and urgently when needed and never ever be um, kind of complacent or feel it like being convenient not to go to the doctor or so on. Join supportive organizations, meetups, coffee talks with other people who may be on the same journey or road. If bed bound, and are living in senior living and care, make sure to seek help to the community or care home or facility with the help of social services or home health or even hospice. Practice meditation, mindfulness, or retrospect to understand oneself through self-love and care. It's not selfishness or being selfish to love oneself first or to put oneself ahead of all the distractions there is out there in the world. Take each moment to savor that moment. Take time to live every moment the way you wish to live, not tailored for you by someone else. Take time to get back to what matters to you most. There will always be the naysayers or stigma in the society 
since we are all unique and inhibited or triggered by our mindsets and the scenarios that model our brains. Hence, believing in oneself is important. Understand what kinds of help are out there for HIV and AIDS, no matter what your age is uh, and what's available to you. If you're lonely in your home and unable to afford 24-hour care or in-home support care, or no family or caregiver are ready to help you, it is best to find senior living and care that fits or best suits your needs at that particular time. Uh, making sure to eat healthy, continue to exercise, read, laugh, sing, dance, love, and take precautions to prevent the spread of the disease. Being aware and responsible can open many new doors for you. Seek out like-minded people with similar hobbies, interests, or perhaps start engaging in new ones. AIDS and HIV does not mean that one cannot engage in recreational activities or recreational means not drug abuse here, but you know, engaging in maybe a book talk or something like that, a book club. You will never know your next uh, love of your life unless you try it out. Maybe there's some activity out there that you would love or be open to it. Reticence comes with a cost and we want you to embrace life at its fullest. Keep updated with new trials, therapies, and treatments available uh, out there. It never hurts to be a researcher yourself, you know, checking online or keep asking questions uh, with your health professionals or doctors or nurses. In other words, be proactive and don't wait until it may be too late. Understand that our time on earth is predecided, and hence planning for your end of life in good faith means respecting yourself. Uh, there is living and dying, as I say, and I've said to thousands of my hospice patients previously, um, I mean, in my previous career or as a physician, and we are ever learning until we breathe our last. So hold no grudges and make peace with God uh, and live the rest of the times to your best abilities. Um, lastly, is there any other information that you would like to share with our listeners? Oh, sure, Shruti. This episode has made me rethink my own possibilities. Looking back, back at my years past or the ones in the future. So while many new infections will come, stay or go, as we call in medicine, acute, acute on chronic or chronic, there will always be something we have not done. While the HIV vaccine is still pending, Helping and being there for each other is more applicable now than never before. United we conquer and divided we always fall. Quoting one of my favorite quotes, hope is where you begin and despair is where you begin also. So you can decide now what uh, you want to begin with. Thanks much, Shruti, uh, for being our host today. And thanks, thanks much, listeners, for your love, passion, respect, and the inspiration you bring to us. So we can bring you many more in the future. Thank you so much for talking about this topic and sharing so much information with me and the listeners. I am glad that you picked up this topic for today's episode. And to all our dear listeners, if you want us to discuss any of the topics or answer your questions, please get in touch with us on one of our social media platforms. And we would certainly create an episode to address those. You can check out our website, www.mihyge.com. M as in Mary, 
I as in India, H as in Harry, Y as in Young, G as in Golden, G as in Golden, E as in Elephant.com. At present, we are open to senior living and care providers, onboarding demos, and onboarding our providers. And help is always available 24-7. Happy to help answer all your questions. Your win is our win. We are here for a win-win for all. Everyone in this journey of aging and caregiving is a hero. Also, we are adding more members to our team. Don't forget to check our career section at www.myhiga.com. And if you think you're a right fit, send us an email. Our email is contact at myhiga.com. That is C-O-N-T-A-C-T at M-I-H-Y-G-G-E dot com. Looking forward to hearing from you in the form of questions, reviews, and a lot more. Here's wishing all our listeners health, wealth, and mahiga. We look forward to connecting once again with our new episode on one of the pressing issues of COVID-19. Thank you all for listening. We are grateful you joined us in our pursuit to celebrate aging globally with MyHiga. You can explore our blogs. They are free to read and easily available on our website www.myhiga.com. Sign up for our special Discover Senior Living with MyHiga newsletter for exclusive content which also includes some amazing recipes, tips and facts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Amazon Music. As what you hear on the podcast is all exclusive content where we pour all our love and emotions. Thanking our wonderful production team, the people that make it happen. We love hearing your comments, your thoughts, so keep them coming. Goodbye from our studios in New Delhi.